This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Go. In the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run, home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go. Chuck Nasty. Two-run, home run, David Dahl. Drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Ooh. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20, because when you do, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us for some hot stove conversation, and it's actually heating up out there. Getting ready, though, for the season of hockey to begin in just five days from DNVR Avalanche. AJ Hayfley, very excited to have you, man. Uh, how high? I know you. we were just on TDSP, but just give us a little bit of your level of hype for hockey season right around the corner, getting ready to start. Um, the United States winning WJC gold was the perfect precursor to a season where the abs are going to win a cup. So boom, damn, boom, throw it down. Drew, is there, is there a world baseball classic this spring for USA to win? <laughs> and then the Rockies to win the world series. That's still, probably the only thing preventing uh, the Rockies winning the world series this year. There's I no world baseball so. classic. If there was, damn. they would totally be in it. No, you're, I think damn. you're right about that. Uh, well, unfortunately, we've got to talk about a former Colorado Rocky, but one of everyone's favorite former Colorado Rockies, DJ LeMahieu. We've also got to break down the Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco trade to the Mets, and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you all have. Hit us up here in the comments. Let us know what you're thinking about these days. But one of the things, Patrick, we've been thinking about for a little while, it was rumored a few days ago, we had a, a few other pieces of business we wanted to take care of. This rumor that the Los Angeles Dodgers are now the front runners to acquire DJ LeMahieu. AJ, since you are our guest on this one, I'll, I'll just start with you. What is your level of interest and or frustration with the possibility of seeing DJ LeMahieu come back to the division and playing in Dodger blue 19 times a year against the Colorado Rockies? Pretty, uh, pretty high. I, I would imagine <laughs> as it is with everybody else where it's, can the can can the MLB just keep the Dodgers from doing anything? Just one off season, just stop. Like, not not only do we have to put up with them getting an absurd level of overperformance from guys who you've never heard of that you expected nothing from, Max Muncy. Now, Chris Taylor. Like <laughs> now, all of a sudden, you get these. Oh well, they. By the way, they have an endless supply of money and prospects. 
So they're just going to splash the cash wherever they want and go out and build a super team full of guys that can play any position and hit in any spot in the lineup right. and do whatever. And it's just like, great, cool. I See you in 25 years when this is chilled. It, it could be honestly like one of the worst things to happen with a player in Rocky's history. Like, you know, if we, we talk about the, the, the worst things and the worst moments, obviously Kelly McGregor's passing, you know, Daryl Kyle, even a few years later yeah, when he's real world of, stuff category. Yeah. Real world. Thank Yeah. Thank you for qualifying that. But like, all right, DJ LeMahieu leaves the Rockies and they go with Daniel Murphy and the consecutive postseason train stops there and you go, Oh, that guy was pretty darn important. The fact that he went to the Yankees, okay, is a whole other thing. But now, for him to potentially jump that ship for the Dodgers ship, it's like, it's almost bizarro world. It's it's just a worst case scenario. It, it would be, it's painful. It would be painful to see that in so many ways. You'd be happy for him if he got his money, and we can talk about you know what he's asking and 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 the potential of a guy that's you know essentially in his early thirties you know, making over a hundred million dollars, but yeah, him going to the Dodgers is, I don't know that that would be like Luke Skywalker joining the dark side. Now keep in mind, I, I only saw, I only saw episode <laughs> seven. So don't, no spoilers. I only saw episode seven. Be careful about, <laughs> be careful about who you get upset in the comments okay. section here, because there's some, there's a, a Luke Skywalker debate to be had there, but all right, let me let me do the thing that I do and do play the other side of this for just a little bit here, which is one, DJ LeMay, who's not playing for the Rockies anymore. We all know that, right? And and that that mistake yeah. is has been had. And he's not gonna play for the Rockies next year. And while it's worse that he's playing for the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the best team in the National League, whether they have DJ LeMayhew or not, which is also sickening to think about. But right, they're who they are. They could win 100 games in a 162-game season right now without DJ LeMayhew. The part of me, and this is actually relates a little bit to the conversation we're going to have about the Mets, as somebody who's followed the Colorado Rockies my entire life, their entire existence, when stuff like this happens, because the Rockies are almost never in line to get the top free agent on the market, right? That I always think about is because there's almost always a guy you're worried about leaving the team right now. Who are they? Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story. If your primary goal as a Rockies fan is wanting to hang on to those two people, and it's not for every Rockies fan, but it is for a lot of Rockies fans. Well, DJ LeMahieu going to the Dodgers for a bunch of money and Francisco Lindor going to the Mets is actually, in a way, great news if that's what you want is to keep on to your guys because now i see where you're going i like this dj going to the dodgers means what do they need to sign nolan arenado for and if they're out of the market for nolan arenado and the mets are out of the market for trevor story and maybe nolan arenado probably nolan arenado those are two of the only four teams in baseball that can afford those guys anyway so if what you want is to keep your star players, and Patrick and I have gone back and forth on this, may not be what's best for the Rockies. AJ, I don't, I don't know where you stand on this. Keep one, trade one, keep them both, get rid of them both. But if you're in the camp of keep both, DJ going to the Dodgers is annoying, but is it really a bad thing for your team if it means that the end game is that Nolan Arenado stays a Rocky for life? It's a, it's a good question, and AJ, I definitely want to hear your thoughts. Could, is it a short-sighted one too, right? Because in the short term, you get what you want, but 
maybe not going forward because you're keeping that large contract. Again, it's it's a great question to think about if if LeMay because he would play third base. He would he would more than likely play right. third base with Gavin Lux at second base. So should, yeah, and should Rockies fans should Rockies fans be careful what they wish for uh, with with LeMahieu going there? Is is this something that Rockies could in, Rockies fans could in some way celebrate because now they they know their their third baseman, the Hall of Fame third baseman, which DJ LeMahieu is not, will stay with the organization. What's your take on a LeMahieu to the Dodgers fit? What would that mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're looking at it from the perspective of you want to you want to keep these guys through their primes or through the, you know, I guess for Arenado for eternity. Um th- sure, that's a good thing. Yeah. Got it. I, if that's, if that's, if that's, <laughs> yeah. Like straight up, if that's your goal, that's that's a great way that's that's a good way to get to to where you're headed. If you want to think of it more in terms also, I think of like even trade value moving forward, let's say the Colorado Rockies do get off to a bad start in 2021, but they've got both Arenado and Story and they're both playing well. The more the Mets and the Dodgers stack up and play the rich man's game and no longer have any interest in those guys, you know, the more the Rockies have an ability to say, you're not going to go out into free agency and get a better deal. So sign a team friendly extension with us, Trevor Story, or don't take that opt out, Nolan Arenado. Or if another team's coming in to trade, say, you know, hey, you have to trade Trevor because he's going to be a free agent. And if I'm on the other end of the phone, I'm going, I'm saying, and signing with who? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's only so many destinations on the carousel. For either one of these guys, right. um, I, I've been contemplating this uh, for a little while, and, and been working on an article of like what what moves would possibly need to transpire, whereby you can feel relatively safe that Nolan Arenado is going to be a Rocky in at least 2021. And so Lemayhu, you know, to to the Dodgers would be a big one. Also, you know, Chris Bryant just getting traded. So what you then have is someone like the Nationals or the Mets uh, who it's it's been rumored that uh, the Mets and Cubs have had right. discussions and we know discussions don't mean anything. The but Mets get Bryant. It's over for Nolan going to New York. There's only so many suitors, right? There's only yep. so many possible destinations. Now, again, what happens mm-hmm. after 2021 is anyone's guess. Cause if the Mets, the Mets aren't going to be able to most likely, maybe not extend both Lindor and Bryant. who are both free agents after the end of the year. So, you know, one of those guys goes out. That's that's what's so intriguing is that it's the best shortstop crop of free agents that we've ever seen. There's a pretty good crop right now, but there's a fantastic crop next year. I wrote about it a couple months ago and how, um, you know, uh, these five teams of, of these five great shortstops are going to be free agents, how they can, in their own decisions, can maybe win the offseason. And we saw Cleveland Hey, they're they're kind of winning right now. They did they did well to get a nice package for Francisco Lindor, and you know maybe maybe this is something that forces the Rockies to to trade Story. They have shortstop and third base is just plentiful in both free agency and in trades. And the more game the more guys that uh, you know move around to where they've got to go, that that's going to reduce the landing spots for Story and Arenado. And and Bryant uh, traded Bryant to Nats or, or Mets. That's that's one less suitor for Nolan Arenado. 
Not necessarily at the end of the season as well, because again, Brian could still go out in free agency and the Mets say, hey, that didn't work. Or the Nationals say, that didn't work. Let's see if we need to go ahead and, and get a Nolan Arenado. But um, it's it's just interesting how DJ LeMahieu keeps coming back up. As much as you know, I think Rockies fans want to forget about him in, in this aspect of, oh man, he went to the Evil Empire and he went to the Yankees. And now it's like, no, that was a that was a decent case scenario. He could be Better in another league. Than, yeah. yeah, you could be in another league. You go, ah, big market team like the Yankees. If they win the World Series, whatever. But hey, LeMahieu wins one. Ottavino wins one. Mike Talkman. But if he goes to the Dodgers, <laughs> what? I don't. Are Rockies fans, AJ, what? Do Rockies fans burn their LeMahieu jerseys? If he goes to the Dodgers, is, that could be extreme. But do you think there are, could be some Rockies fans that would at least consider that? Uh, I mean, no. I think that would be dumb. No, okay. The man, the man, the man has earned whatever paycheck is, he's going to get. And whoever's going to give it to him in this market, I mean, you just got to, you know, that yeah. game strong, you tip your cap and say <laughs> Right, totally. Because, I, I mean, he's earned it. And if he gets it from the Dodgers, then the credit goes to the Dodgers being willing to pony up for a great player. Every other team right now has a shot at DJ LeMahieu, and they're not taking it for whatever reason, whatever whatever the excuses that these billionaires want to make or throw at us. It's like, right. whatever, okay, fine. You guys are all broke all of a sudden, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fine. But whoever whoever is going to, to pay him, I'm happy for DJ. He's earned it. It's all He's about DJ. Is it completely unacceptable for a Rockies fan if he signs with the Dodgers to get a LeMahieu Dodgers jersey? Completely yep. unacceptable? Yep. I say yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still can't. 100%, you can't. Still, yeah, you still can't be doing that. But uh, I'm with I'm with AJ, and I also want him now to go to any other team but the Yankees, just because there was a, if I may say, remarkably smarmy article in a publication that I, I read so but in the athletic about how uh the Yankees were making all of these overtures to DJ LeMahieu and treating him with all of the respect that the Colorado Rockies never did and so it's just like come on sign with literally anybody else so I can show that it made exactly the same amount of difference because the 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 hay that people want to make over all that crap and free agency about what teams are did or did the, the over how hard did they try like that stuff just drives me nuts so i'm, I'm ready to see him sign with toronto or something toronto has been one of his suitors yeah toronto yeah, that'd be has great. been rumored yeah great example there i don't think he wants to play in buffalo because again no. that's a whole situation that hasn't been resolved they but, should be good uh the maple leafs are allowed to open in toronto so okay i don't i don't know why they would not be able to um i Ontario, Ontario. I probably know too much about this at this point, but uh, Ontario public officials are trying to change hockey and are not allowing the OHL to begin playing the major junior league there because uh, the politicians want to remove body checking in the name of COVID and everybody with common sense says you're a moron. But the Maple Leafs have been given uh, permission to play in their home arena in Toronto, so... I think we're probably on track to the Blue Jays getting to go back home. But isn't the Maple Leafs, aren't they only, there's some of the restructuring of the NHL, aren't the Maple Leafs just playing other Canadian teams? Yeah. So 
Toronto's their own, the, the Blue Jays are the only have to go. team. So we'd yeah. still potentially have that same the, issue. The border will still remain an issue, but in terms right. of actually being allowed to play it's in something. Toronto. It's something it's, positive, it's yeah. a step. So, yeah. We'll, yeah. you know, there's still 10 more to go, and especially with the Ontario peeps kind of being a little out there right now. Uh, you know, you I'll never know how it's going to go. And in the words of a great, you know, agent, if if you show if you show my guy the money, is that the phrase? Show my guy the money. I uh, think that's what. It, yeah, the famous fa- phrase in the movie. Show my guy the money. That's right, what right, right. Sound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if, but if if the Blue Jays go ahead and open up the uh, the checkbook and and pay DJ Lemayhu, I think we'll go. You know what? Buffalo's not so bad, and it's only you know, a year anyway. I'm starting to see the charm of this town. <laughs> Buffalo, <laughs> underrated American city. I'm just gonna. Say I've that. never been. There actually. you go. There you go. I'm down. Well, I am going to toast my Breck brew on this day to someone up near that area. But that is someone we've been sort of talking around, but not directly about Steve Cohen, the owner, the new owner of the New York Metropolitans, Lonely Whaler asking, how do we get one of those Steve Cohen's fair question to ask? A lot of these guys out there crying poor. He is not. He done bought the Mets. He's signing people. He's making trades. Today I got my hype peak. Well, I guess the RK special on TDSP got me off just a little off kilter, but I got I got the hot peak IPA. Had to cut out the strawberry sky for now. Apparently, gotta gotta pace myself for the day. But I am toasting it on this day to Steve Cohen. Uh, because as AJ said, you know, a lot of these guys are coming out and saying, we just can't spend any money or make any moves and oh, the economy. I, I was listening actually on the, the DNVR Avalanche podcast. You guys had Marissa. Shoot, I'm, blank, I'm blanking on her and last Jimmy. name. Jemmy on and, and talking. And Jemmy. Yeah. Talking about all of these uh, leagues out there, you know, who are, who are actually doing okay because they don't consider a loss of profit that they were supposed to have as not as the same thing as yeah. not having money yeah um but there's steve cohen out there doing the thing swings a blockbuster trade patrick uh to bring not just francisco lindor and uh but also carlos carrasco one of my favorite underrated pitchers in baseball to the new york mets and you know cleveland has been catching a lot of flack I've seen for being on the opposite side of this, right? For crying poor, for selling out on a team that had a lot of potential for not fully supporting those guys. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people say, man, they got nothing back. And if this is all the Rockies could get for story or Arenado, then they shouldn't even move them. But I, I will say like, I actually thought they got a decent pack, not a great one for the two players. If it had been for just one of them, I'd have been like, Hey, great deal. Um, but Man, it's uh, it's tough to be a Cleveland fan right now when when you're moving that kind of talent for just some dudes who might be a thing probably. And I'm on, I like Ahmed Rosario. I was going to say what I hate I, her. Well, we talked about a trade that was actually very similar to the package that was moved here as a potential for Nolan Arenado. It was Ahmed Rosario, Jimenez, Jimenez. What's yep. his name? Was he was in the deal? Andres Jimenez. And so we we had talked about a very similar package. If Nolan Arenado wouldn't come back and you, and you couldn't get it done, yeah. Slightly uh, different and, deal here. We've looked at a lot of Arenado to Mets uh, trades. Right, sure. right. But it's like, I like Ahmad Rosario, but he's no Francisco Lindor. And, you know, I like some of these other young kids, but 
Carlos Carrasco can huck it, dude. Like he's he's legit. I don't know why. I don't know why people. I, I I used to say that DJ LeMay he was the most underrated player in baseball, and he's not anymore. Carlos Carrasco is probably in the top ten. Like so. What, what was your response to this, AJ? Is a blockbuster deal finally in the world of baseball? And is, as you talked about, an owner who's just bought a team and is doing things out there. He's answering questions on Twitter. Like, what is your take on this guy and this whole situation? It's it's the dream, right? I mean, it's yeah. what we all think life would be like if Mark Cuban actually bought the Rockies, as, as right. was rumored so many years ago. Um, but, you know, a, a charismatic, interactive owner willing to spend big money to turn you into a, a powerhouse. To turn you into a consistent competitor that shows up on the scene somewhere that invests in its players, invests in its culture, and that players want to be, they, they say, hey, I want to be a part of that. All of a sudden, being a New York Met is no longer being a little brother in New York. Being a New York Met is cool. Right. And what a world. Being a San Diego Padre, being a New York Met is cool. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even what know happened? what to do with that. Think, go back two years, two years, and tell yourself that being yeah. a Padres, that the Padres and the Mets will be the two most fun teams in baseball. And that's the other reason why I'm glad this happened for the Mets. And Patrick, I'll let you get in here now because I know I've been, I've been grabbing this mic here. But I just like, man. Everyone's like the Padres are the most fun team in base, and I just I just can't do it with the damn Padres. So now the Mets are a fun team, and I get to have a fun team to watch and be like, that's my fun team. The way everyone's feeling about the Padres, I get to feel it because how many times have I said on this podcast I love Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco? Like, cool man, let's go. Yeah, this trade really highlights kind of the uh, a best case scenario and a realistic case scenario for the Rockies, kind of how AJ was alluding to this idea of an owner who comes in and kind of throws his money at the situation, but is also hands off in the right ways. He's, he's hands on and saying, Hey, I, I just want to win whatever that means, whatever that looks like. I'm going to let the specialists and the pros figure out what that is. And this is a brand new owner because again, he just bought the team. So you go, Hmm, people out there, Rockies fans you're you, you want a new owner. I get it. You do want a new owner, and you see what happens when the Mets get it. Well, let's look at Cleveland. In 2018, they went to the postseason. It was their third in a row, and they've since gone to four out of the last five postseasons. But after 2018, they win 91 games. Sounds a lot like the Rockies. I remember that. And now here we are two years later, just just a little more than two seasons later, uh, Corey Kluber traded. Mike Clevenger traded. Trevor Bauer traded and now Carlos Carrasco is traded and yet does anybody doubt that Cleveland might not still be able to have a successful run in the AL Central like they are the the example much like Tampa Bay is but maybe a little less extreme I think they keep their guys around a couple seasons longer but they're able to be a small market team that unfortunately does get forced into making those trades but their fan base I think trusts in the front office, they, they trust in the ownership. Um, and there's, there's a reason that their fans should trust because there's that evidence there. There's a 2016 run of them going to the world series again, playoffs in the four of the last five, uh, post seasons. So you go, all right, we're rather upset that our star shortstop is gone. And, and one of our, another guy in our rotation, the fourth now here in the last year and a half, but you know what? 
I, we trust you. You 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 bought some uh, you bought some insurance on that, and the Rockies have a long way to go. It, they should try to emulate. And say we'll see, man. All ready. I saw all they're I saw all over my my timeline was people swearing off Cleveland forever. I, I just yeah. saw people well, bailing on that team. I mean, you gotta you gotta. There's the instant sticker shock of it, and then you're like, okay, well, what do we get back for these guys? Right. And you know, like like it's it's okay. You know, me and and the life of through the through the all of those moves, not one of them has been like. Man, Cleveland did they really came out really, really well here. That's uh five years from now, we're gonna be able to look back and say, How did they actually do moving on from all those guys? Because if they if, if all these guys lead a next generation of Indians playoff teams, then everybody's gonna move on and be like, Ah, business is business. But if it doesn't work, then you just burned it all to the ground. And for what exactly? And I think that you look at Cleveland and that's the exact fear that you have with the Rockies is they go that route. They trade Arenado. They trade Story. Maybe, you know, if they can convince somebody to do it, maybe they move Blackman. They just clean house, right? Like, they just move all these cats out and just say, we're going to start fresh with young kids and go. And get what they can get and hope that it goes well for them. Well, it kind of sucks. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it only takes, in my experience, it only takes two consecutive losing seasons before everyone's done with you. And they don't want to hear from you <laughs> yeah. until you start winning again. It's, and that's it. Well, I don't know. Is it two? On. Because cause you're right. That's the case. That's the case right now. No, so Drew, no, no. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Let's tweak that. When was, in, the, in the early 2010s and they just consecutive losing seasons – I don't think anyone was really jumping ship. You just go, that's the way it is. I think a lot of a lot of the no, that's exactly the way it was. By 2012, people were done. 2010, that team was we got 13, 14, 15. Again, still bad, but they weren't losing as many people. Oh yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, those I those were the rate. the dog day. Yeah, those were the. That's why when everybody tells me like right now is the worst time to be a Rockies fan, I said no. 14, 15, and 16 were so much worse than this. They were so much worse than this because. You had basically, those teams were bad. And not only that, the owner was saying worse stuff, believe it or not, he was. And the two superstars that you had to hang your hat on were injured every single GD year. And at least these guys show up and play. Yeah. What's the difference between those years and the next three years if they do keep Nolan and they do keep Story? Do well, story if they continue and, to be bad, they'll be do, roughly the same. But do the difference is those they're in the future. Do they just become too low in cargo all over again? Maybe. Is that is is it just running back that era where all right, great. Yes, you you've kept your two big stars. John Gray just walked in free agency. Ramon Marquez eventually is gonna walk in free agency. You can't keep the local kid at Kyle Freeland anymore because he says, F this, I'm gonna bounce. Like at what point is it just you running it back again? Where it's like we learned nothing from the past, and these two guys we decided to keep around, and we recreated the two loan cargo era where we had great success at one point in their careers or a little bit earlier on, and we thought, boy, this is going to be a wonderful era of Rockies baseball. And then you have these two guys who are worth showing up for, but the rest of the team isn't, and it all blows up. Well, I think part, real quick, part of the problem—it's a possibility. Is, yeah, I think part of the problem is that the Rockies, and we've been talking about it all offseason, they're they're kind of rudderless in a little, in a, little, in a way. Like no matter what they do, 
they're they're going to lose in some capacity, right? Like not on the field, but they're going to either lose in, in public opinion because they traded their stars away, or they keep those guys, and that exact scenario that you just um, kind of laid out there comes to fruition. And so that's that's part of the problem is you know you, you want the team to be good and to win, and typically that translates to good players and the development of prospects and drafting well. And it seems like you know in 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 a lot of those areas the Rockies are kind of coming up short. So. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't right now. And that's that's probably the most frustrating part, I think, for Rockies fans is as much as I might say, hey, the Rockies should tank, Drew has kind of convinced me that, you know, while 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 tanking is still a, a solid strategy, you have to have the right people in place in the front office for it to work. And they probably don't have those guys in place. So yeah. now you're just putting out a really crappy team and instead of waiting four years to make that jump from tank to perennial uh, postseason contender, you're just now, now it's going to be six or seven years. And even then at that point, who knows what you're going to get. I mean, I think, I think the Rockies need to have kind of a reckoning, right? Uh, they need to have a, 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 a moment in which they, you know, the light bulb goes on and they decide this is who we are. Because right now it doesn't feel like there's an identity for the entire organization. They don't feel like you're you're calling them rudderless, and I think that that's pretty perfect. They don't they don't Probably. feel like they've chosen a direction. They're stuck. They're like right now. Would you rather be the Colorado Rockies or the Pittsburgh Pirates? They're both irrelevant, uh, but in different ways. I would a hundred you know, times I, over rather be the Colorado Rockies if you're actually I, asking I, me the question. I don't. I, and see, I don't have a strong feeling about it because they're just different. They're both bad, but it's a different bad. It's two sides of the same coin. You have an ownership group that's not going to spend a ton of money, although in Colorado that's been overblown. Yeah, like they Mother they did spend money when he thought that they were going to be good. Yeah, but you've got star players. You've managed to convince star players on multiple occasions to stick around, but it hasn't borne a lot of fruit throughout the lifetime of your organization. You know, the, the Todd Helton mega deal did not age particularly well for whatever reason. And, you know, the two low deals, the cargo deals, all of those ended poorly. We're looking at Arenado halfway through this thing. You know, we're, we're not even close to it. And we're what two years into it. And it's a total nightmare right now what is the inspiration to keep Trevor story other than like, obviously a great player, but only one of them. What is, what is the inspiration to try and keep this guy around? And maybe just, again, my fear is that they recreate an era that didn't work. Yeah. I just see far too many differences with that era. The main one being that they have a lot, better pitching and i think they have in Today, many yeah. ways and well and i actually and beyond that i think the reason that they have a lot better pitching is that they have over the last decade learned a lot about what it takes to create and sort of foster quality colorado pitchers these guys are all homegrown you can argue a little bit about herman marquez but they're all homegrown guys um including you know the the guys who've been successful in the bullpen whether you're looking at Scott Oberg, I know how people feel about Carlos Estevez, but according to the advanced stats, you know, so it's... He's a decent it, reliever. Yeah. It, it, in my estimation, the, the biggest difference is that during that previous era, they did not at any time with any level of consistency produce 
quality pitching. And yeah. that, in my mind, over the last several years, they've managed to do so. Now, we've seen them hit a little bit of a bump. Obviously, the Riley Pint thing, I see Lonely Whaler talking about playing with the scout who signed Pint, who happened to be terrible. Fair enough. Can't, can't speak to that one way or another. Don't know who that was. But, uh, you know, Ryan Rollison's going to play an interesting role here, Ryan Castellani. For me, the, the big thing is that there are a lot of big, gigantic, I'm writing the article now, we've talked about it on this podcast before, the Lost Boys, right? The, the young men on this team who are still at the early stages of their career, who in my estimation are on the upswing. They don't count as prospects anymore because they're not in the minor leagues. A lot of them aren't even rookies anymore. Who's Ryan McMahon? Tell me with definitive, concrete certainty who Ryan McMahon's going to be in the future. And Brendan Rodgers, and Ryan Rollison, and Ryan Castellani, and Ryan Tapia, and Josh Fuentes, and Sam Hilliard, and Garrett Hampson. And so in my estimation, that is the, because there's so many of those guys, and I'm not going to claim that. And if that's what they are, if that's what they end up being, if you're right about that, then you're right. And that's, but people are so certain that that group of players is no more than league average, that that's the confidence with which people are moving about this team being bad. And that is my, that is where I beg to differ. It's not any of this other stuff. It's not, oh, the Rockies are this or that, or they can do X, Y, or Z. It's that group of players specifically. Steph, you're 100% right. It's El Congrejo. I think, and and even and even Chris agreeing with me, who never agrees with me, so I just got to point out that <laughs> the pitching is dramatically right. better. Like it's this, just it's, worlds better. Can I can I touch on that real quick? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it is in MLB right now. It's absolutely worlds better. But when you look behind Ryan Rollison, it's not. Okay, it's, I'll it's, worry about that bad. problem. That's a problem for tomorrow. That's, but that's the this is what I'm saying about the Rockies being directionless, is that tomorrow matters more to them than it does a lot of other organizations. Because tomorrow is a huge part of what the Rockies have to do. These teams and the way baseball is set up, these teams, and I use the Pirates as another recent example, they had those couple of years. Andrew McCutcheon was an MVP. They made the postseason. They just got postseason baseballed. And that era was for nothing. On the other side of the coin, you had the Kansas City Royals right at roughly in the same era who went the other way. They both got to the same place by doing the same thing, and they got different results, and one of them felt like this was totally worth it. The other one wasn't. Teams in that like lower middle-class-ish area, like the Pirates and the Royals and the Rockies, they have to plan for competitive windows. And when you blow huge amounts of money on star players that are going to age through those contracts, and you're not getting really any return out of it, it's an honest question to ask, why? What is this for? What are we accomplishing? What are we getting by having two star players win us 75 games a year? And right now, my big concern is that they're going to throw big money at, at Trevor Story and keep him, a guy that I adore watching play baseball, and they're not going to have the pitching coming up behind the John Grays and the Kyle Freelands and all these guys that are in, are in the big leagues right now. They're not going to have the young cost-controlled pitching that they absolutely require to be competitive. And that's how it ends up as a lost generation where you're spending a lot of money and you're not getting a lot of return because they don't currently have the, the young kind of arms that are up and coming. What was going on in 14, 15, 16? Who were they drafting? Those were the guys that ended up being the pitchers who took them to the back-to-back postseasons. Right now, I don't personally, 
I don't see, I don't see the wave behind Rollison. As much as I like Rollison as there like a mid rotation guy, there's it's right now. It's a lot of hopes and prayers. It's a lot of that, and that's my big concern. The next wave, I have no doubt Zach Veen's going to be a star, and I was thrilled that the Veen dream came true on draft day. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. They've shown that they can do this throughout their entire history. They've shown they can take really, really good young draft picks that are position players and get all-stars out of them. They've shown it a bunch of times, but they haven't shown it with pitchers who aren't of really high pedigree, and even then, it's been really hit or miss. AJ, I, I, I agree with I what you're saying. I Oberg out of the 15th round, but no, you're right. You're, you're, right. You're right. An it's, a, it's an exception. That's an exception. That's the thing. Like, yeah. You're hoping and praying that right now you've got three guys somewhere in your system that becomes. Uh, you don't over. need three of them. And well, so I want to let Patrick in here, but yeah, go yeah. Ahead. And so that's everything. That that's that is, man. There, there's a lot to unpack with that. So, like you were saying, Drew, is that the the part of the problem with those lost boys is that it's such an uncertainty, but there is still potential there. And right now, I don't feel the Rockies their window of contention from from that previous group of 17 and 18 is over. However, if we're comparing this roster and this 40-man with that of the, the mid-2010s, they at least have a window of relevance because they have three more years with that trio of starters. We don't know what's going to happen with John Gray. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Ryan Rawlson, but you still have Marquez, Freeland, and Senzatella for the next three seasons, which should keep you relevant again it's not as exciting that's going to say none of those guys become free agents until 2024 in the 20 and no at for the, the 2024 the, season after the 2023 season as i said since is under contract exactly. through 2023 so marquez through tw- right right right, right. So, no no no. i was just clarifying three seasons, for people. right but, but as aj right. said you you're playing for that window of contention and that's what's really hard, especially for small market teams, is everything has to line up right in the exact spot. And that's why teams do these kind of rebuilds, because they go, you know what? Our timelines are completely off. And right now, I think the Rockies, their timeline is off a bit, and they don't have certain guys available as prospects where you can make certain trades and stuff. But there is some potential there to say they're going to be relevant, so there's a window of relevance, which is a phrase I guess I'm – coining now which is not very exciting but it might be applicable to the rockies right now they've got a window of relevance and they've got these lost boys where if some of them play out and again they have to play out almost in the same time i could see it playing out where i don't know in 2022 those guys that you're writing about right now drew and that you've referenced hampson hilliard tapia mcmahon all those guys if they all line up in 2022 there could be another postseason birth there even if there is only five playoff teams there's a postseason berth but that still might mean next season in 21 is painful and it still might mean in 23 they're under 500 but there is that potential for relevance with this roster that seems an interesting ceiling to put on it i'll, I'll throw I, a few more reasons out I, I i have to do a quick i do have to do an ad read really quickly I, we, we got to sell a little bit of beef out here we got to make <laughs> sure that our friends at hassle cattle company are taken care of i've become one of their biggest fans Almost overnight, but certainly over the last couple of weeks, their blue-collar Wagyu beef is some of the best beef you've ever tasted in your life. It's hormones-free. It's antibiotics-free. It's free-range stuff, so you don't have to worry about treating the animals poorly, treating the environment poorly, or treating your body poorly. But maybe the best part of all, 
You gotta worry about treating your wallet poorly. Remarkable prices for the quality of the beef that you're gonna get. Whether you're hooking yourself up with a little bit of that bacon, you're getting some Denver steak, some New York strip steak. Uh, so they're award-winning hamburgers. They got all kinds of stuff. We've been uh, going particularly after the ground beef and ground chuck lately. We make a lot of chili and a lot of burritos with that kind mm. of stuff. Really, really quality meat. And keep an eye out for any, when you're, when you're filling out your cart, they will throw promos at you almost too fast that you can handle. It is ridiculous. They will hook you up with specials. Make sure you keep your eye out for that. And don't forget to use promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off. And if you find yourself like I did, just filling up your cart with all this stuff that looks delicious and you go, hey, this is over $200 worth of beef. Well, that's pretty good news because then you're going to get free shipping all the way out to you. And if you're really adventurous, if you plan ahead, so actually the opposite, if you're not adventurous, if you plan way ahead, you can even do the half carcass or full, full carcass thing. You got some freezer space. It'll save you money over the course of a year if you want to go that way and just order yourself that. Whatever way you like to get your beef, you get it from HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. All right, AJ, damn before beef, I... Damn, damn good beef, beef. And a damn good move. Trademark. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. We can allow that. Uh, all right. Be before I hop back into the debate, then I'll let you uh, expand upon what Patrick was saying there or, or, or make your point. Yeah. My, my only really big concern with trying to believe that this window of contention is open is that the quality of competition got too good because you can yep. only play the teams that are in front of you. And right now the Dodgers are insane and the Padres just put themselves in position to be on the same caliber. And no matter what happens with the Rockies, they have to play each of those teams 19 times. That is a ton of games against two very, very good baseball teams. And the Rockies, it, at this point, even if even if we talk ourselves into the best-case scenario, are they making the postseason either over either one of those teams? And if the answer over is no, them, then, No, in addition to then, them, yes. My my question is: It's is, not 1995 is, anymore. There's two wild cards now. Is a one game play in enough of a carrot to go for it? Yes, it's going That's to have to be. It's hard. always yeah. going to be because the Rockies are never going to be a favorite to win their division as long as they're as they're in this division, and they cannot. This team, their fans, cannot be in the position where it's win the division or don't care slash don't try. That cannot be, especially now that we play in a world with two wild cards. Absolutely. It's always going to be whether you're the first wild card or the second wild card, you're playing for one game in. And until the Dodgers stop being the Dodgers, which they're not ever going to be, not, not yeah, for the next 20 years, not for the next 10 at the very least, they're not going to stop being this super powerhouse team. It makes no sense to me. The Colorado Rockies should try to. Bud. Come on, Here's, you know that. We'll see. Right, not under this ownership group. Not, I mean, Look, when at some point Yankees they'll have a losing series. season. Here's Drew. That's Here's different from missing. having Here's, losing seasons. I'm just saying. From not Here's, being the the favorite to win your division every single year. That's it doesn't different. matter who's the they favorite. Have, it matters who actually wins it. And here's where I would disagree with your point, Drew, is that every other team in this division besides the Dodgers has won multiple NL Wests. So it's not an impossibility. It's not an impossibility for the for those other teams: Giants, Diamondbacks, 
We're Padres, not comparing the Colorado Rockies of right Rockies. now to the Colorado Rockies of 1994. I, 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 I wholeheartedly do not buy Rockies? that argument. No, this is, we're talking Rockies? about the current. Yes, yeah, some other teams were able to win the McCordys owned the Dodgers, win the division. No, not in the next 10 years. The, Rock, the Dodgers are going to be the favorites to win the division. And that can't mean that the Rockies just don't show up to the dance. It doesn't okay. matter if they're favorites or not. It's what happens. But if, if the Rockies could be the right. favorites to win the division in 2026 – if they go about a total rebuild, AJ, I would theoretically, but I don't think so. Well, it, it has worked for other teams. We know that. And I'm, and I'm, what I'm, my it's also, also failed for most of the other teams that have tried it. I mean, not true. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I think it is. It depends on what your goals are. If it's to win a World Series, it hasn't worked for very many teams. But if it's to go. be competitive, if it's to be you competitive, make, make the yeah. postseason, make the postseason, and give yourself a chance. It's worked for a lot of teams. That's right, but. So we're talking Dodgers. As long as we're going to change this target. You're saying the Dodgers are going, they're they're unimpeachable for the next 10 years. Fine. I'm good with that. We can, for the sake of not continuing to argue over the minutia of this, let's go with that. The the Padres, the Padres for the next, let's say three years are going to be in lockstep with them. They're going to be very good. It's a lot to assume, but okay. What what happens when the Giants decide to care again? Because they're also... They're also one a really well-run organization that players love to play for, and one with a massive ability to spend money whenever they decide it's appropriate again. Right None now, of these things are no ever going to change how I think the Colorado Rockies should go about okay. their business. It That's, just doesn't. I don't care about the quality of the rest of the division, especially not with two wild cards now. I just don't. I, Make I yourself as good I, as you can and win as many games as you possibly can. Because in, in my estimation, you can't be worried about how good the Giants are going to be in three years. And you're not alone. A lot of people think that's naive. But that's how I go about my business. I don't believe – because there's also so many things that I can change from my end if I'm the Colorado Rockies in this scenario in the next three years. If things start to change, I can change directions. I could make a trade. I can sign extra people. I don't know who's going to be in the rotation two or three years from now, but I'm not worried about what happens when Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, and Antonio Sensatella become free agents in 2024. So we might as well boot on trying to compete in 21, 22, 23. That doesn't make any sense to me just because those other teams are going to be good. There needs to be a level of planning here. The Rockies don't live in the same world as the teams that can spend that kind of money on a consistent basis. The Rockies might be able to spend into the top 10 for a two or three year window when they're expected to see big returns Which and be did. really competitive and win lots of games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they have to be, they have to accept who they are and have to understand that they probably have to plan for a window. A certain There's like, a very fine line we, between they have to accept who they are and they have to agree that they are who I say they are. I, There's a very I, fine to, line between them. They have to accept who they are. What what I say they are is irrelevant in the big picture of the world. Their accepting of their own identity instructs how they act. And right now, they're acting like an organization that is completely lost. And I think that's the biggest concern, is that there doesn't seem to be a really coherent plan here. There doesn't feel like there's a strong direction. If they... If they decide that this they want to continue with this generation, and my personal opinion, they absolutely freaking should. When have they ever had a rotation like this? Yeah. Get lucky with some relievers, and you have a potentially really good baseball team on your hands. I'm really not that far away from where you are, Drew. My fear is just the world around them has changed too quickly, and they they don't have the identity. They don't have the culture. They don't have... 
they don't have the internals to compete with the world that changed around them. All right, folks, I've actually got to cut off the conversation really quick here because we really got going. This ended up being a two-parter. Had a whole lot of fun getting into it, a lot more to unpack with our guy, AJ Hayfley, here. But in the meantime, I've got to cut this one off. I've also got to thank our good friends over at MSU Denver online. Make sure you head over to their website, check out everything that they have to offer, whether you're trying to finish up an old degree, start a new one, just get a few extra skills under your belt. Uh, Now is the time to start registering for classes that start on January 19th. Still time to get in, whether you're trying to do a full course load, you just want to get a few extra things like we've talked about. They are the experts in digital education. You want to make sure that you're getting that done from the experts, the people that know how to do it. So check out the classwork right now. Do not delay. Head over to msu.edu slash online. Check them out. msudenver.edu slash online for all of the options that you've got there. And thank you so much for listening into this part one of the podcast. Uh, Like I said, we're going to drop right back into the conversation for part two. Uh, I'll try to get that up as quickly as possible but you know the drill at this point thank you for listening and thank you for following on social media at drew creaseman at aj hayfley at patrick the lions you gotta make sure you follow and of course at dnvr underscore rockies and subscribing to the dnvr.com for all the written content the discounts on hats shirts masks the bigger beer when you come down to the dnvr bar and the access to our discord chat room which is blowing up these days with conversation about the Colorado Rockies, where they're going, who they are, what they could be, what they should be. There's a lot of room for debate, a lot of different perspectives coming in, uh, not just the three of us, uh, so many of you participating in the conversation, and we love to hear it. And of course, you know, we've also got Mandalorian, Star Wars talk going on, we got our video game channel going on, all that stuff that you get, and all the sports just for subscribing to the dnvr.com, coming and hanging out with us. So continue to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, AJ Hayfley, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.